if you're in a holding pattern in anything, life, career, all of it, then just look at your life through a different lens and start changing the things that you don't like because chances are you're living in a robot mode. And so just start actively making these changes. Again, add a different service. Just start with brow lamination. Start with, you want to add lash lifts to it. But again, it's just opening your horizon to something new that's breaking this cycle that you've been in. You're going to get re-inspired no matter what. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. Well, when you first said it, I was going to hang up. Yeah. <laughs> and... It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for like McDonald's money. Otto, Mitter, on to our show from Alibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I, I can't said... do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, Panning, I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is Lashcast, your friend in the lash industry. Coming to you from the City Roses, this is broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we're excited to welcome to the mic, Kimber James of Borboletta Beauty. Yes, she is the founder of Borboletta, and we are very blessed and honored to have her take some time of her busy life and hang out with us here at Lashcast. And it's a good one. It's a really, really good one. And what we talk about, we start really, the, just, we thought we were going to talk about lash lifting. But then Kim just decides to share all sorts of other wisdom and tips and information that will really, I think, help inspire, equip you to be a better lash stylist. So we were really excited to unpack all that and let that go deep. Um, And also, because Kim's this kind of person, she's going to give you a discount code. What's that discount code? Well, it's thank you 30. Thank you, all one word, 330. And you're going to get 30% off of the Borderline Beauty site. 30% 30% off anything. All right, guys, just, this is your chance. Right now, when you finish this up, go online and go get those discounts. So 30% off with the discount code Thank You 30 And uh, that, yeah, super generous as always. And that's something that's always really been a, a thing that we knew about. She actually let us, uh, came on our program before she even knew who we were. We had we were at IBS in Vegas and we just went up and asked her, hey, would you be on our podcast? She doesn't know who we are. We could have been two idiots right and she's like yeah sure i'll come on so she came on and we talked for maybe 10 15 minutes really short really generous and that has always been a mark of kim since we've known her just always giving always supporting us when we really giving anything to her and so it's really sweet that she came on again as always she's always a giver and we've never done this i should do a talk on this one day um, about givers takers and matchers that's actually a a thing that we've noticed, and we heard about this years ago, and we've noticed that certain people are givers, certain people are takers, and some people are matchers. Kim's a giver. And so she's always been supporting us no matter what. So that's thank you, Kim, for doing all that. So before we get into the interview, though, we do have some announcements. Yes, let's our announcements. Well, you know what it is. If you follow us and you know it's LashCon season, this week, this coming week is LashCon. All right? We're literally 
for the day this comes out, LashCon day one, the, our pre-event, our bonus event that you have to pay for is in play. So we're only seven days out. Insane. Can't believe I've been working literally since day one when LashCon ended last year. I just turned around and started working on this. Yes, I took some time off along the way, but it's been a 12-year love project. Can't wait to see you guys next week. So that said, I have a handful of tickets left. You can go on and buy those tickets right now. But we're going to close the doors really soon. Like, I don't think we're going to be selling right up to the date. I think we're going to close them a few days before just so we can get our house in order, make sure the tickets are ready, everything's all set, so that when you come, and there's no mistakes, right? We want to, we're doing things triple-checking, make sure it's done so that we have a smooth process. We have a 1,000 people coming. You can't just wing it. With a 1,000 people, it has to be a lot more structure, a lot more order so that things flow well. So buy your tickets today, and if you can't make it in person, that's okay. I get it. It's only a week out. Virtual tickets are available for $2.97, and you can get those and get on board and buy your ticket and enjoy all the classes, all the speakers, virtually speaking. Sorry, parties. Don't have a way yet to make the parties happen virtually, but you can definitely enjoy the speakers and all the classes, and you'll have 60 days to go in and watch and listen to all of it. So if you can't make it that weekend live, watch it. You can put those videos online, and you'll be able to watch a replay much later. So... Do that. Um, what else do we have going on? Well, we have Tesla's retention course. It's coming up. It's almost uh, here. I can't believe we're right after LashCon. We're going out to Boston, November 19th, 20th, and then we're going to be in uh, Los Angeles, in our hometown, December 3rd and 4th. So if you want to improve your lash retention and really learn about styling and learn to approach lashes a whole different way and really give you that boost so you go into 2023, you can be a new you know, kind of invigorated lash artist. Take this class, guys. It's only $1,600, super cheap, and it is there for the pickings. All right. Well, guys, that's it. I just said there for the pickings. I don't know why I said that. I've never, I never used that language. <laughs> it's like words that Paul doesn't say. On, yeah, pickings, not, not one of them. Not bottom 10 words in my life. All right, guys, that's all I have for you for announcements. Now let's sit down with Kim and talk about lash lifting and the lash industry. Hey guys, we're here in the Lashcast Studios, excited to finally have someone we've been trying to get on our show, I think for literally for four years. I mean, she was on it right from the get-go, but it took us another four years of many missteps and misfires and so forth. And yeah, we're excited to have Kim from Borberlight on the show. Welcome. Hi guys, it's so good to be here. Like you said, it's been four years in the making yes. and let's Make sure that we're not projecting for the next four years. No, no, I, exactly. I, in four years, I'll be 60, so that'll be too far. Oh, man. You know what, Paul and Tess? You two are like the never-agers, by the way. So, like, oh. Your youth, actually, you de-age yourselves. But oh, anyway. thank you. Oh, my goodness. I love you coming from you. That's such a compliment. Can I quote you on that at some yes. point? Yeah, say, actually, yo. I'm going to tell my kids that. We are the never-agers when they're like yeah. rolling their eyes. <laughs> Listen, please, this is not off the record. Keep it in the podcast. Okay, yeah. We're the never-agers. Yes, the never-agers. I know. (laughs) Awesome. I like that. That's great. So anyhow, we're excited because Kim's actually opening, or we were just talking before we got into the podcast, doing something new, but really not. She's going back to her roots. So I thought it was great to get Kim on to talk about that and talk about lash lifting, which is something we've only, I think, talked about once in a little bit. So it'll be kind of fun to go into it a little bit more. But first, Kim, maybe you could tell us a little bit, what, what are you doing? What's this new chapter in your life? And maybe you can tell us why you're getting into it. 
Yeah, a couple of reasons why. And I, this is what I touched on earlier is when I first started Port Valletta, I was so confident in starting a brand, starting social media, networking with different artists. I mean, that I just flowed with confidence in all of that. But where I lacked confidence were my roots, ironically. And I think a lot of people will attest to this once they hear it. We are so honed in on something. I was a lash artist for five years. I built this awesome clientele I had everything at my fingertips to be this next level educator and lash artist. And instead I branched out and created a larger community because I was so nervous to put my name personally on the education and the artistry behind Mm -hmm. things. And so I did lean on some codependency in the beginning, which I won't go as far to say, I think it was a wrong decision or that it was a right decision. I think it was just the decision that I made at the time to scale my business. And I'm really glad that I did it. But through the trajectory over the last nine years of Borboletta, I'm finding myself coming back to what I love. And that's artistry, that's education, that's connection. Ironically, side note, back in 2018, there was this uptick of conferences in the industry, I'll say, um, prior to LashCon, really. But there were just conferences constantly. And I was getting invited to speak all over the world, which was incredible. I mean, I look back at those experiences for the rest of my life. And when I first was asked to be a public speaker at a conference, I was like very overwhelmed and nervous because I felt like I, again, I had shied away from the whole being a public quote unquote figure and educator in the space, but then I was being asked to speak on behalf of my business. So I broke out of that shell and I started traveling around and doing all of these speaking engagements, which essentially changed the way that I looked at myself. And I will be completely honest, my mm. first speaking engagement, I bombed, like completely. <laughs> I fell flat on my face. Do you want to apologize After- to those listeners right now? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it was in London. It was at the Lashing Conference and I completely bombed it. And I was so embarrassed because there were people from my team there that, you know, we're a small team. And so yeah. things get passed around. And so of course it pushed me back into this area of like, Hey, I'm deaf. If I can't even stand up and publicly speak on behalf of my business, how am I going to stand up and speak on behalf of artistry? So I'm really excited to express that to my students that you can be anywhere in your career and you can decide to get better at something because guess what? Turns out I did get better at public speaking and I now have a process on how I do my public speaking. And it actually was a catalyst in me getting more back into the forefront of education, because if I'm confident enough to stand in front of 200 artists and speak on behalf of my business, then I'm definitely confident enough to stand in front of 10 artists and speak on behalf (laughs) artistry, right? Baby steps. You you kind of went reverse, right? Because I think most people try to go small audience to the big audience. And you said, I'll just go big and then work my way up. You know what, Paul, welcome to the life of Kim. You know, I'll I'll actually always go for the harder thing. I was like, why would be an educator? I'm just going to hire a whole train, like a whole training team. I tend to get myself like I'm such a big, you know, vision person. And so instead of thinking like what's obtainable for me, I go to zero to a hundred and I'm like, okay, great. I'll just go speak all over the world or like, okay, great. I'll just hire all these educators and do the training. So anyway, I just came back to my roots. I'm so excited about it. I'm excited to share the knowledge of the artistry, the inspiration and what you can do with a career in this, and also just connection with students. I miss that so much. I am just chomping at the bit to get back out there. My first training is actually two weeks from now in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. So I'm speaking at a conference and then immediately after I have a training. That's awesome. 
Yeah. So I'm so excited. That's really cool. And I'm excited to see you get back into it because I think it's always fun to go back to your roots and connect with it. It will help, I think, get you re-inspired a little bit, I'm sure, with your business. And I know you're literally got to be one of the most driven people I've ever met. So I'm sure when it comes to this type of stuff, finding ways to fuel the fire and keep that going and connecting with people after two years of us almost connecting with no one is going to be so refreshing and just fun and invigorating, I'm guessing. The world is just chomping at the bit to get out there. And this is just like a little plug that I'll give anybody listening right now. If you're feeling in this limbo stage of like, I don't know where the world is and we just came out of COVID, just like go for it. Just mm-hmm. just know like the rest of the world is waking up and now this is your wake up call. Yeah. Wake up, go do what you love, find out what you're passionate about again. Yeah. Because yeah, Paul, I think you're totally right. Like COVID kind of put us through a tailspin and it really made us reevaluate what's important to us, what relationships are important to us. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are still experiencing a little bit of that shell shock. So mm-hmm. it's like everybody wake up, move forward. Let's get the momentum going because the world's open again and let's yeah. go for it. And take action, right? I think for us, I mean, yeah. our theme this year with LashCon's going to be shoot, ready, aim. Mean like, just do it. Just take that first step, that first action step, even if it's uncomfortable, it's going to help you get clarity on what you really want to do or what you don't want to do. With our kids, we always said, hey, you're going to do everything. I made them do, try everything, like from gymnastics to sports to library club, whatever. It didn't matter what it it was. Just do it because as you try different things, you'll find things you hate and you'll find the things you like. And it's okay if you hate it. You just have to try it. Exactly. Yeah. And we're a different time. So move forward with all that. Try whatever you want and just recognize that the rest of the world is starting to wake up. So if you're not awake, this is your wake up call. Yeah, exactly. Time to go. So cool. Well, let's get into lash lifting because I think this is something that's really become very popular in the industry. I see a lot of people posting about it, a lot of people talking about it, but just in case someone just, you know, is like crawled out of rock or just got out of elementary school and doesn't know anything about lash lifting, maybe you could break it down real quick. What is a lash lift? Yeah. So essentially a lash lift is a perm for your lashes. I remember hearing about these when I was in hair school 15 years ago. And I think the popularity has come from a little bit of FOMO from lash extensions. And this is just my personal opinion, but I think that the popularity of lash lift has been kind of a breakthrough from people that maybe can't keep up with the maintenance of lash extensions, Mm. the budget of lash extensions, possibly have an allergic reaction to it, so on and so forth. Lash lifting is the natural, maintainable way to do something to your lashes, have a professional service done to your lashes to give you more of an effortless look, but it doesn't take the amount of time that lash extensions do. So if I'm speaking from a consumer side and you're wanting to get the right people in the door for lash lifts, look for people that are very busy and don't have the time to come in to get lash extension service every other week or, you know, whatever your schedule is. Look for people that have tried lash extensions and have possibly had allergic reactions to them. You know, go back and talk to your clients that you loved and adored that were like, I can't come in any longer because of X, Y, and Z. See if a lash lift will facilitate them. Because the lash lift is essentially a perm. It takes 45 minutes or an hour to perform the entire service. I don't want to get into pricing because that's a dicey topic (laughs) with the different demographics, but I will say for myself personally, my clients for a lash lift will come in. I give them all the aftercare that they need, plus a bottle of serum. So they get essentially a hundred dollars worth of aftercare product. 
and the service. And I charge $150 for it. And then when they come back for a juge, it's a $75 service. Again, okay. don't quote me on the pricing, yeah. go do your market research. <laughs> and I throw in special things for my clients, but the price point is there. It's an amazing price point to perform the service. And again, I'd like dicey here, don't quote me, but it's relatively $10 per client. So your margins are awesome. Your time's awesome. Your margins are awesome. And then you can tack on a brow lamination with it, which I mm-hmm. think is so smart because brow laminations are huge right now. And really all the brow lamination service is, is just adding a little bit more texture to your brows and giving the appearance of fuller, thicker brows, which that can be done in conjunction with a lash lift service. So there's so many things that come with a lash lift. The reason why I think a lot of people do not do the service is because one, they're not aware of it. And two, they don't know where to get the training for it. I mean, honestly, when I've talked to people, they're like, well, I, I just don't even know what's available or where to get it. And I'm like, Okay. So it just sounds like us as brand founders, as companies, as marketing, we just need to be better at expressing what the clientele is for this service and what the benefits are for the lash artist. But yes, I think anybody and everybody that offers lash extensions should simultaneously be offering lash lips and brow laminations. To me, it's a no-brainer. I totally agree. There are many opportunities when a client uh, may need to take a break. Maybe they're going out of the area. They're having a, a procedure on their eyes, LASIK or a blepharoplasty or anything like that. In those situations, you can always offer them because they will always express some kind of like, oh no, I have to take my lashes off. And you'll be like, well, hey, I know it's not going to be the same as the extensions, but let me give you a lift because it's going to make them a little bit wide open. It'll make you feel a little bit better as you're in recovery. Also, not everybody can, um, you know, younger, the younger crowd, if, if the parents don't really want to invest in extensions, having them not have to, you know, curl them. Um, it's, it's a, it's a great little service. Yes, totally. And echo what you said there, Tuss, I think there's multiple reasons why people would fit into the bucket of a lash lift. But if you get a lash lift and you decide that you want to go back to extensions, absolutely. You can totally do that. And in fact, I personally have had clients come in that have had really, really curly lashes that have just, we've had a hard time with retention and you know, the whole gamut with that. And I've performed a lash lift on them and then they've come back for extensions and it's changed the dynamic of how the extensions adhere to the lifted lashes. Yeah. Because it changes the shape of the hair. And so it fits a little bit better. It's a better fit. Exactly. And it's the same thing. Like when you laminate your brows, you're breaking down the the hair follicle and so that they're more moldable and they have that appearance. So you are chemically changing the hair, you're right, Tuss. And so think of what else this can do. Think outside of the box here. You're not just adding an additional service. Are you solving a problem for your clients? Are you allowing more people to come in that can have better retention by doing lash lift extensions, lash lift? I mean, you can be creative in this service. And again, I think it just goes back to why more people are not doing it is they don't know what problem it's actually solving. They don't know what clients would actually want this. They don't even know what essentially a lash lift is and what benefits are. And so I'm really trying to get that awareness out there. I thought getting into it, I thought more people were aware of it. But as I've spoke to both artists and consumers, I'm realizing that there's just this whole white space in the industry of people not knowing exactly what a lash lift is or why they would offer it. Can I ask just a couple of technical questions? Now, when I first learned about this, this was in the dark ages that I went to beauty school in the 1960s. 90s. 
Uh, 90s? <laughs> How dare you? No. I, was, for me, it was 1960s. No. <laughs> it was the dark ages. And I remember in beauty school, they showed us the rods. And the rods were literally like a piece of string with double stick tape that was wrapped around it. And they were cut into inch segments. And they're like, these are your rods. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And then like later on, you know, you see some of them had clips that look like eyelash curler clips. And then they kind of changed to the silicone rod. Can you talk about what kind of rods and how much time? What tools? Yeah, what tools? Yeah, 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 of course, of course. And on that note, Tuss, I... I think most lash artists will enjoy this. We've seen such a huge progression in the industry, especially over the last 10 years. So I know this gets brought up probably on every podcast that you guys do, but as like an old lash artist, I remember dumping out pods of lashes and separating them and then putting them on my client. Like totally, totally like on a mat or like a sponge or something. Yes. We didn't know what mapping was. We didn't have proper mm-hmm. isolation. So progression is just something that will always be happening. And hopefully 10 years from now, we're joking around about something that we're doing today that essentially is a dinosaur. So mm-hmm. I look at lash lift the exact same way. Yes, Tess, you're right. There was a period of time where it was just a very difficult service to perform. It didn't make a lot of sense. People wanted it, but it didn't have the ability to scale necessarily because the tools weren't there. But I would say now that it has caught up. I mean, there are amazing tools. Like I mentioned earlier, the service can be performed in 45 minutes to an hour. And majority of that is because the tools are so awesome. So you don't use tape. You actually use a water-soluble adhesive that you apply the rod directly, like as close as you can to the lash line on the lid. And that takes essentially less than five minutes to get that prep work done. Then you're lifting the lashes with adhesive, that same adhesive to the rod, and then you're applying your solutions. And then Something else that wasn't available at the beginning of lash lifts, or I'll say that wasn't as mainstream, were the aftercare products. And this is not a plug, you guys. This is just saying like aftercare is critical. I don't know anybody that goes to the salon and gets their hair done and they don't come home with something. Like, God forbid, you know, like send me home with a conditioner. If my hairstylist isn't offering up product to me, then I'm like, why am I even going to? Because you don't even care about how pretty my hair is going to be after I leave here. We have to be thinking the same way about every service we're offering in lashes. And so, Lash lifts, when they first came out, didn't have all the technology behind them as far as products go. They definitely didn't have the at-home care for it. So what makes a really, really good lash lift? Well, it's the better your natural lashes are, the better that your lash lift is going to look. So if you hop over to our Borboletta dot beauty page, our main Borboletta page, you're going to see we have a a pinned photo and it's a lash lift. But what makes it so spectacular is this person has been using a serum in conjunction with the service. And so I tell people, I'm like, get your client in the door, get a lash lift on them, send them home with a serum, tell them to religiously use that serum every single night, because then they're just going to come back with better, longer, fuller looking lashes. And your service is just going to get better, better, better to the point where people are going to stop your client and say, wait a second, what did you do to your lashes? Because they look so good. Lash lifts are different in the sense of extensions, primarily because lash lifts are more natural because you are only working with the natural lashes. So the better the natural lash, the better the service is going to look, the better the natural lash looks, 
the better you're going to have getting clients in the door because that's your advertisement. So that's why having a serum and proper aftercare is so critical with this. To your point, Tuss, it's an evolution. And that's why this service, I think, has become more popular is because we've learned how to take better care of our, our lashes as well. I wanted to clarify, that's a growth serum, correct? Just to make sure we talk about what type of serum it is. Exactly. Yeah. Just any lash serum you want to be sending home with your client. I mean, it's like a hand in hand thing. It's like yeah. shampoo conditioner when you go in to get your hair done. Even easier than I would say with lash extensions, mainly is the cleanser that you people sell. But this is a higher priced product too, right? So it's a nice, yeah. little better margins and all that. But let's just talk a little bit about the aftercare for just a second. Because like you said, Kim, it's so important, the aftercare. I mean, I used to work with plastic surgeons another lifetime ago. And part of the whole success of plastic surgery is that the aftercare and the recovery. Many of the surgeons that I worked with, the aftercare was equally as important as the surgery itself, how the patient followed the instructions. I mean, it contributes to the healing and the recovery and all that stuff. So it's super important. So likewise, I'm thinking about the lift. Basically what you're doing, it's a perm, right? So you're changing the disulfide bonds in the hair and you're resetting them. That chemically alters the hair a little bit. And I'm imagining, I would be great if you could offer some insight here, that I would imagine that your product would probably be also incorporating some more of those conditioning and keratin strengthening ingredients to help strengthen the hair back after it's been kind of broken down a little bit. Is that the case? Yeah, Tess. So along with the aftercare, which is critical, that does have all of the right ingredients in it to make sure that your lashes maintain health until your next service. Yes, the product themselves that you're, the chemicals that you're applying to the lash lift are very critical. It's like anything else. When you're breaking and chemically changing the structure of something, then you're ultimately damaging it. And let's just be totally honest mm -hmm. about that. Now, can a lash lift be damaging just to and I don't want to confuse the audience. Yes, yes, a lash lift can be damaging because of the chemicals. And so we've done our part at Orbaletta to develop products. We call them silk-infused. Um, we have biotin, carotin, hydrolyzed silk, vitamin B3, all these things like panthenol. We have jam-packed our chemical with the right ingredients. So once you're breaking down the cuticle of the lash, you're now infusing back all of these high rich ingredients to maintain the integrity of the lash. Does that still mean that your lashes could get damaged from a lash lift? Absolutely. And that's where I say, get the right education because it's about the processing time. It's about where the product is placed. It's about having a really good consultation and making sure you understand because every single client's lash is different. And so I want to be very clear with this because people hear like, oh, I'm getting away from lash extensions because I don't want to damage my lashes anymore. I want healthy lashes. Great. That's fine. Lash lifts essentially can provide a healthier looking natural lash, but it's only as good as the person who's doing the service on you one. And it's only as good as what the client takes home to take care of their lashes too. And I do want to make this really clear to everybody. I think that it is our job as professionals to fully immerse ourselves in our service. And what I mean by that is give every last bit of information you can to your client. So if somebody calls you and they want to book a lash lift, because we're specifically speaking of lash lifts, have a very clear guideline to these clients. 
what they're getting into, what the expectation is, how to take care of them, how often they're going to have to come back in. I think sometimes as service providers, we just glaze past these things thinking that, oh, well, they asked for the service, so they must know what it is. So you're only going to get as good of results as you are an educator to your clients, as you care about your clients, as you're offering up, you know, different uh, products and services to your client. I think that's really important. You're right on with that. And that, that is the key for every professional. You, you, you don't want to assume anything. I err on the side of, I don't care if they've heard this before. It's my responsibility to go over this. So I'm going to make sure that I do. And it does take extra time. It does take extra effort, but I really think that that's how people can set themselves apart from the neck of the girl down yeah. the street is that mm-hmm. you are giving a full consultation. And usually people who are checking around will come back and be like, oh my gosh, you're the only one that talked about that thing. There was a um, survey done like four or five years ago with hairstylists and consumers. It was in the hair world, but I'm sure it applies to the last world. And they asked people, I think it was Salon Today or American Salon, one of them said, how many people, uh, asked hairstylists, how many people do you give your consult with? And they said, oh, like 90% or something like that, some high number. We, we Almost everyone gets a consult with me when they come in. And then they asked consumers, how many times do you get a consult? And it was like, Five ten percent, not even close to reality, and I'm going to believe the consumer. (laughs) What consists of a consult? Yeah, that's fascinating, and I do agree with that. And I don't want to get off on like this huge tangent, but I think that it's so important. And and maybe I'm just in this space because I am getting so back into services. But I'm telling you guys, when my client walks in, my phone is not on. My space is so spotless. I have water available for them. I'm making sure that their lashes are clean. I'm sitting down with them. I'm asking them, okay, how did you like what we did last time? Or you're a new client. Tell me everything I need to know about you from what you do for leisurely activities down to what you do for a profession so I can understand what the right fit is for you. You will be shocked. And I know like sometimes we get into this space as professionals where it's just like we're we're living in a holding pattern, if you will, if you're not familiar with what that is, it's just like you're waking up and you're a robot essentially. So take yourself out. And I hope in this little side note on, on consultations, I hope that this kind of wakes up some artists and you're thinking, okay, to your point, Paul, am I the 90% that is actually doing this consultation or are my clients, the 10% that are saying, I never get a a consultation. So you'll never know what you'll find. You'll be re-inspired and it gets you out of that holding pattern to where you actually think, what am I doing and what do I want to accomplish from this service? Your client will leave so much happier. I promise you'll feel so much more fulfilled in your profession. Absolutely. And I was going to say, I I think this is, just because I love good shout outs to work on teams. The reason why a salon in this sense always goes better is because there's usually accountability and you're going to be you know, there's going to be team expectations that you do the consult, you help each other versus when you work solo, you cut corners, you let things slide. You just, cause no one's watching you. It's like the client doesn't know. So that's just another sidebar, but this is help why it's so good to work with people because it does hold you up to higher standards. Cause I really do think it's a sign of professionalism when you do that consult and you sit down and you explain everything up front. So that by the way, if anything goes wrong, You've already dealt with that issue. The client goes, I'm in good hands. She warned me this. I'm not worried because she told that could be a possibility, blah, 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 blah. And everything's going to go smoothly versus just to sit down and you just start doing the work. And the client's like, okay, I guess you're not going to ask me any questions about what I want. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? I've equated this type of method to my life now. It's, I call it to myself, moving with intention. 
So I always catch myself in everything that I do and ask, like, I'll have a mindful question of like, am I moving forward with intention right now? Or am I being a robot? And it Hmm. quickly gets me out of the mindset because even when I'm offering the service, let's say I'm sitting there and I'm in the motion of it. I have to go back to that and ask myself, am I intentionally doing my very best job in my artistry right now? Or am I getting so caught up in this conversation that I'm having with my client, which it is important to have those conversations. We need those connections with our clients. And also your artistry comes first. First and foremost, your craft and your artistry needs to come first. So I'm not here to say, don't have conversations with your client or not. That's up to you. I'm here to say, remind yourself of the intention of why you're providing the service and it will prevent you from getting burnt out faster too. I mean, it's going to keep you more alive in your career. I absolutely (laughs) agree with you. And I think this is important. And with every single client that comes in every single day, you know, you do this routine work, like you said, sometimes you can get into robot mode and the client comes in, you've been seeing them forever. And the temptation is to be like, Hey girl, what's going on? You know, tell me about this and that. And you immediately start that relationship and you forget they are coming to you for the lashes. So one of the things that I always do, and it's that intention part, it's always say, so tell me about your lashes. How did they wear? Give me the review on the three weeks that you just did and what's coming up for you. What shall we do differently this time? The thing is that it really focuses it back on you being the lash professional and them being there for you to take care of their lashes. So I would encourage you you all to do the same thing. Like Kim says, move with intention and make sure that you're first and foremost being the best lash artist and lash stylist that you possibly can be. I, I love the move by intention, by the way. I think that's a great question to be asking yourself because I think it's way too easy, especially as a solo artist, when you don't have anyone around you, there's no one to instigate or push you, you can just stop and go in the robot mode. And I think that's why some people in their businesses get bored, they find no excitement or burn out eventually because there's not a lot going on. It's really being intentional and, and asking yourself good questions. So thanks for adding something new to my list. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just kind of wrap that up with one side note? Yeah. Artists that are listening to this, I, I think people that are fully immersing themselves in their craft are attending things like LashCon. They're listening to podcasts like this. So take this for what it's worth today or whenever you hear this. Spend five minutes, walk into your space with the mindset that you are a client, not the mindset that you are coming in to offer the service. So, you know, go in with so much intention and see everything that your client sees, because guess what you're going to see? You're going to see something so different. And I'll tell you what I've noticed when I've done this exercise, I'm like, wait, why is this pile of whatever in this corner? (laughs) Like, why does my front desk look like this? Why do I have rogue cube tips all over? Those are going in the trash. I start to see all these little things. And then I'll say, maybe I should put a vase here and run to Trader Joe's and like pop some flowers in this because that's just going to lighten up the space. Maybe I want to light a candle. Like if you start to pull yourself out of what you see every single day and you start to look from a different mindset, I promise you, you're going to be re-inspired. Why does that correlate to what we're talking about with Lashless? Well, I'll tell you because that was my mind when I fully came into the idea of doing Lashless. I was so lash extension focused that people would be like, when is Borbola coming out with a lash look and da, 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 da. Well, finally, when I took my lens to a different area and I said, 
yeah, we need to be more expansive. We need to be thinking about what else is in the space. It's called bigger picture thinking and you have to get out of your own head in order to be a creative. And so start very small, start by just walking through your space as if it's not your space, as if you're the client and see what you'll notice. You will never believe what will happen after you start doing that exercise over and over. Yeah, I can account for that. I remember walking to our salon and finally doing that years ago. And also I started seeing, seeing things go, what the heck? This is like dust on this thing that we've never cleaned for some reason. I'm like, that's disgusting. Why aren't we cleaning that every week? You know? Or like a paint drip, a spot that, you know, you become a nerd to it. You don't even <laughs> notice it. And people are like, what's that? Exactly. And I will tell you this, once you start doing it, it becomes this addictive mindset to where you never want to be stagnant again, where you're like, I'm going to walk in and and you're going to start perfecting every little thing to the point where like your drawers are so organized to where you are so excited. Create a space that you actually want to work in, I guess is my point, but it takes you getting out of your head to see what that space is. Yeah. We recently talked, I don't know if you know Michelle from PLA, but she actually talked about having empathy for other people. Like when she talks to her staff, think what it would be like for you to visit this place or to buy from our place. If you put your mind into consumer's mind, it just changes your perspective and gives you, I think, a really refreshing and hopefully exciting opportunity to see growth ways to fix things, way to do things differently. I mean, when we did the last year awards, that was our intention with the last year awards was always to get people to evaluate your business once a year, just sit down and give yourself a report card and go, am I really good? Am I really doing the best right now? I mean, I think it's easy to get in that robot mode and you just don't think about it. But if you get out of it and analyze and ask questions, it might be uncomfortable, but you might find yourself growing personally and professionally. That's a result. It will be uncomfortable and it should be. If it's not uncomfortable, then you're just staying the same. So there's a trick for you, everybody. Get uncomfortable. (laughs) You know, going back to our previous point about COVID and this is your wake up call. If you're in a holding pattern in anything, life, career, all of it, then just look at your life through a different lens and start changing the things that you don't like because chances are you're living in a robot mode. And so just start actively making these changes. That's again, add a different service. Mm-hmm. Just start with brow lamination. Start with, you want to add lash list to it. But again, it's just opening your horizon to something new that's breaking this cycle that you've been in. You're going to get re-inspired no matter what. Exactly. Well, let me get some clarification because we've been pontificating about some of the philosophy and being we're being poets here, I guess, or philosophers. Yeah, of course, of Maybe course. a couple of technical things that I was thinking like, because I'm the dude here that doesn't know anything. And you talked about brow lam- or lash and brow laminations. Do you need different tools or is it the same kit you can use the same kit or, or, or how does that work yeah i can speak for borboletas ours is the exact same kit so the packets that we have um they last 24 hours once they've been open so what i like to do is if i'm doing lashless on a day i like to put as many people in the day that I can, because one packet essentially will service five lash lifts, and then it will do about three lash lifts, two brow laminations. So if you can just try to pack as many people as you can in there, but I always will offer a lash lift and brow lamination together. It doesn't mean that my client always wants it, but that's just something that I'm always talking about because it's such an easy add-on and it, it is the same exact product. And you not, it's probably not a lot more time and you get to charge more because you're doing two services now versus one. It's not any more time. And I'll tell you why, because your lashes have to process with the solution on. Uh, 
for about eight to 12 minutes. And I'm being vague about that because everybody has different processing times. However, during that processing time, you're then just applying your first step to the brows. So then those are processing. You're taking this off. You're putting the second solution on taking this off. So you're okay. really just simultaneously doing it. You're not adding any additional time on, but you're making 50 to $80 more for that. There you go. I know, right? <laughs> Free money. How about that? Free money for <laughs> the same amount of time. That's why we always love doing little add-on services at our salon because we'd be like, hey, we would add five minutes, but charge like $30 for it. Like, you know, we just for a few minutes made 34 bucks. And if you do like for us, we would do 40 people a day and you get half those people to do that little add-on. Also, our salon was making an extra $500 with really no extra time. So, yeah. There you go. Our job is not to judge people's pocketbooks. Our job is making sure that our clients are the most beautiful by offering the best and helping them feel the most beautiful. So I always laugh when someone's like, why didn't I know about brow laminations? I'm like, why didn't anybody tell you? That's yeah. their job. They were like, why is someone withholding that I could be prettier? I'm like, I don't know. That's that's a them problem. So you're there to really help your clients know what's in the marketplace. Most clients aren't going to come saying, oh, I know that this is available and I know that I want this. Our job, again, going back to retail, our job is to educate our clients on everything they need and everything that they need to go home to continue on with that service. Yeah, we're the beauty professionals. We're the ones who take the time to learn what's out there, to understand the market, understand trends. And then our busy CEOs, lawyers, doctors who come in, we just have to say, this is what I think is best for you. And that is the highest level of service. I remember when we were at, what's his name, in Beverly Hills, the plastic surgeon or the, oh, the skincare um, guy. Oh, doctor. Uh, um... Well, you're thinking about that. I'll tell the story. Tuss was asked to do lashes there for the Oscars. And nice. we came to this idea that he gave away services during his time to all his A-listers and such and big names and so forth. So Tuss came in and we did a little meeting, but he needed the appointments to be, I think, 45 minutes, which we mm -hmm. could do a new set in 45 minutes. So we did, actually what we did is we had Tusty and our other team member who was a lefty do one eye and testing to the other eye. So they had two people at the same time doing lashes. I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone doing that since, but it was really yeah. quite convenient to have a lefty on our team so we could do that. But what was amazing is when we were talking about how we're going to do this, Tuss says, well, I want to do a consult, talk to them, what we're going to do. He says, no, 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 no. When my clients come in, I know what they need. They trust me what I will provide. I'm the professional. So you look at their eyes, look at their shape, and then you apply what you do, and they'll be totally fine with it. This kind of level of clientele doesn't want to think. They just want to get their service and get out because these are movers and shakers of the world. And it was really a whole different approach to lashes, which we still don't advocate. Like, just do lashes on someone without asking. But in this situation, because we were the professionals and because of his clout, these people totally trusted us. Whatever we did would work, and they did, and it worked out great. And I, I felt like that's a, a thing where you said, like, a lot of last artists, I think, get scared, like, offering services, act, offering extra things. I don't want to be pushy. Guys, they want you to do that. When I go to a restaurant. I want to know the special. I want to know what drinks they have. I want to know what appetizer specials. Yeah. I want to know all the different things that are there because it enhances and gives me options and makes me feel like I can choose what I want versus if you just come in and go, is there any specials? No, there's nothing. And we just have beer and shut up and get your, here's your food. It's like, it lowers the expectation. It makes it actually lesser experience. It was Dr. Lancer. Dr. Lancer. There we go. There's our Dr. name. Dr. Lancer. There's our Dr. name dropping. Yes. <laughs>
Yeah, I, I totally agree, Paul. I think that it's, again, just going back to being intentional. I'll give you guys like a little exercise that you can do if you really want to put this in motion. It's get a pen and paper out and just sit down in your space and just start writing out everything that you see that you would like to see change. Mm-hmm. And you'll realize all these downloads that happen. And, and to your point, Paul, you're going to start to realize maybe I want to be offering more services. Write it down. Mm-hmm. Maybe I want to have a better retail area so that my clients can feel more comfortable shopping for things or so that I feel more accessible to offer things like sit in your space, sit in your business, write it all down, figure it all out, get the downloads and then share it with your clients. I do have a personal story that actually goes with this really interesting to the psychology, but when I was um, 19, I worked for Clinique. I did sales for them. Fellow the white, the white smock, the little pin. Yes. GWP for mm-hmm. anybody else uh-huh. out here that's familiar uh-huh. with Esther or Clinique. Anyway, so I worked at Clinique and, and Tess, you'll totally know this. So you go to this annual conference and this is actually kind of a nice plug for LashCon too. So you go to this annual conference and this amazing educator stands up and they just like live, eat, breathe, live Clinique. Like it is a cult mm-hmm. and they stand up and they're just like intoxicating. They're talking about every last product and every ingredient and how it's going to transform and all this stuff. So I go to this conference. I literally want to be this woman that's standing up and training. I go back to my little counter and I sold more in four hours from that conference than I had sold collectively probably in a month, you guys. Like but to the <laughs> point where I got recognized, like I'm 19, yeah. I got recognized in front of like the entire store of like, Kim was our top salesperson, but it was so funny. And why? Because I got so inspired and I fully immersed myself in what I was doing and I got out of my space and I actually got to just get into what I loved. And that was the product side of things. And then I was able to sell it to my clients so organically that they would just walk up to the counter and I was like, oh, you're here for a lip liner. Great. What lipsticks do you have? Do you have a mask for this? Oh, I see that you have this type of blush on. Do you want to try this one? Did you know that we launched a new perfume? Like I was just churning people out all day. So again, just think about what inspires you, find what inspires you, and then take it back to your clients. You will be explosive and growing. What I, I just want to dovetail on what you said is that you took everything that was offered to you in that training and you absorbed it. And I remember doing the same thing, thinking that making use of every training tool and every slogan, they'd figured it all out, that marketing. And it was a gift realizing that all I had to do was represent that or just even say the same thing back and it would turn into a sale. And it wasn't like a salesy thing. It was like, I'm really helping somebody. I'm really helping them with their skin and their makeup. And so I'm going to just encourage people to take advantage of every marketing opportunity that's given to you. So when you take a class from Borboletto on the Lash Lift, every saying that's coming out from the instructor's mouth for your mouth, repeat that, use that because it's already been tested. It's already been figured out. It will translate into enthusiasm and passion. And that's just contagious. People want to be around that. They want to buy from somebody that they trust. So make every opportunity that's already been given to you in those opportunities. Yeah, totally. People feed off of your energy. Absolutely. That's great. A couple more clarifications. I haven't seen this lately, and I think this is a difference between Europe and us. Are lash laminations the same as lash lifting? Or is that, because uh, I've seen that term thrown around once in a while. Is that, do you know? That's a really good question. I have seen that floating around myself and I'm pretty sure there's not much of a difference in that, but I can't speak to it because I'm so honed in on lash lift. I'd have to (laughs) 
more research. So I would love to hear follow-up from yeah. any listeners. I'm sure there, there are quite a few listeners on here that are like, wait, wait, I know the difference. Yeah. If you do. I mean, DM me too. I'd love to know. But yeah. I, I've seen it out there myself, Paul. I just, I'm not familiar. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's the same thing. The lamination is, you know, it, it's, you're changing the texture of the hair. You're breaking those bonds down, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And it's just, I think it's just marketing. Yeah. We'll just ask all our British and like Ruthie Bell and just any of those guys reach out. Yeah. yeah. And let us know. If yeah. Yeah. They'll off, know for sure. They'll be like, no, actually. Like, you're, Tess, you're wrong. Yeah. We have a better system and it's, it's different. So, I'll be like, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um, how, yeah. I mean, yeah. talk about progression, you know? Yeah. That's, <laughs> how long do these last? I mean, how often does somebody need to come back for a last lift? You're looking about six to eight weeks. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's really a great timeline. Again, it's the amount of times you see a client for lash extensions, you're going to see your lash uh, lift client at least have that amount of time, which I know sounds a little bit like, why would I do that? But it's a great fill-in. Um, so if you are looking, you know, you're not getting as many lash extension clients in, or maybe like your body needs a break or whatever. Um, this is a great alternative to add fillers into your schedule. And I also have come in contact with people that primarily all they do are lash lifts and they stay extremely busy with it. So I want to just say also, when we talked about progression, you know, as things progress, it is a good time now to be offering lash lifts and, and lamination because before when you would damage the hair, there was nothing that you could do about it. You were just SOL. You were just out of luck, right? Um, but now because of technologies that have happened in the hair world, um, things like Olaplex, a uh, bond, uh, uh, filling. Basically they can repair the hair when the, when the bonds have been so broken with one of the reasons why people who have like jet black hair now, although it takes a really long time, you can go platinum blonde because each time that you're bleaching, you're putting back, you're refilling those bonds. So I know that you mentioned that if you don't do it right, you leave the solution on too long, you can damage the hair, right? It is Mm -hmm. not like it used to be because I'm sure your formula offers all those things that are refilling those bonds and and building them back up again. It's not the same technology that it was like 30 years ago. No, it's not. And there are, of course, always going to be stigmas with anything that came out early on that caused a little bit of riffraff, I'll say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think lash lifts are one of those, I, you know, it used to be called perming and now it's called a lift. Maybe it's evolving to lamination. But ultimately what you're doing is you are chemically changing the cuticle or fibers of the hair to manipulate them to be a lift. So yes, there is always going to be damage incorporated with it. While also if you properly take care of it and your um, artist does a really great job in being mindful of the health of your lashes, they're going to be absolutely fine, like better than ever. Yeah. I think that damage, I mean, we all as professionals want to make sure that we're not damaging it, but you have to remember if you physically change the outside of the hair, like cutting it or removing some of the, the cuticle, that's what a lot of us associate with good grooming. I mean, you go to get your hair cut, you get your nails filed, you get them buffed. That's technically damage, but you pay good money for that stuff when it's in the right hands. And that's why doing lash lifts will be great for your, your menu. One thing I was going to just point out as a, hopefully a perspective change, because like you said, some people are going to be like, oh, six, eight weeks, that means less often, means it's more stressful. It allows you yeah. to get more clients in. 
because now you're gonna have a wider base. So if you're seeing someone six, eight weeks, that's why we, how we sell her training or her retention class. Like if you're, if you're seeing clients every two to three weeks, well, with touch this train, you'll see them three to four weeks, which means you can almost double your roster of clients, which creates more stability for your business. Because now if you have four or five people leave, that could be a 25% of your company if you're only seeing them every two weeks. And yeah. so now you're like, no, I'm, I'm dragging out. I'm going to pack those hours and use word of mouth and get more clients in. So it just creates more stability for your business. So it's not a bad thing. Also, when it comes to the training now for this, I want to get into that real quick and we should yeah. probably wrap up soon, but I don't think training is needed. No, I'm just kidding. I was just wondering like, why, why train? Because it, it seems like a, an easy service, but... That's because I'm a guy and I've never done it. No, so dude, I'm gonna you're guess wrong. you can help and bring some insight into why maybe someone's saying, I'll just watch a YouTube video and figure it out on my own. Hey, guess what? If you want to just watch a YouTube video and figure it out on your own, go, go for it. I'm never going to gain every bit of market share. The reason <laughs> why I like nobody is, and yeah. you are going to always get people to do that. And that's totally fine. I don't want to shame anybody. That's great. The reason why I think it is very beneficial to learn from somebody, it's the whole reason why I think it's beneficial to always take a training. It's because you're going to walk away with so much more of a personal connection, home base to come back to. Um, you're going to have your questions really answered in real time. And ultimately, for I'm going to go out on a limb here and say for 90, 95% of artists that learn one-on-one -on -one with an educator versus with YouTube, you're fast-tracked. You're just going to be better at the service a lot faster. Yeah. I'm not saying that people that learned on YouTube aren't good at what they do because I've seen amazing artists from that. I'm just saying from my own personal experience, when I take a training versus when I watch something on YouTube, I connect so much better. I'm so much faster at it. I'm thinking in real time. I'm getting my questions answered in real time. I'm making an investment. And yeah. you know, when people make an investment in something, they're going to be a little bit more forward thinking on how they're going to get that investment back. And maybe that's just how my mind thinks. And I understand like, if you're like, great, I'll make an investment of time and watch YouTube. That's fine too. There's really not a right or wrong answer to it. I'm just going to say that if you really are taking the craft seriously, then learn from people that also take the craft seriously, because you're going to learn more than a skill set. You're going to walk away with hopefully a more expanded mind, better tools, and a better network to always come yeah. back to. Network. Yeah, I think the pandemic really proved to us how much we need human connection. And if that's the one thing that I can get people to really latch on to on why they should be taking in-person trainings or actually trainings versus watching YouTube videos, get a network, meet people, go out to these trainings with the intention of I'm going to learn something and I'm going to walk away with new contacts and I never know where those contacts will take me. An interesting statistic too, and I don't know the exact number behind this, but every person you meet in business essentially equates to an opportunity for dollars. So think about that money that you invested in a training. If you're in a training with 10 other students, you essentially can make an additional thousand to $10,000 based off of those students that you just met in the training. So Absolutely. just be more expansive. I would say, and just be open-minded and then always use YouTube as a resource and a tool. Like what you're geeking out at night and you want to watch a lash lift video after you've taken a training. Awesome. More yeah. power to you. But now you have the tools to actually comprehend what's happening. Yeah. I think the big difference between taking a training and learning on your own is that when you are just, when you are learning on your own, like just watching a YouTube video, 
you are basically having to reinvent the wheel. I'm not saying that you can't do it, but when you're taking the training, everything has been processed for you. All the objections, all the problems, they're presented for you. When you have to figure it out yourselves, there's a learning curve to it. And so it takes time. You have to figure out what the problems are. You don't understand what the problems are when you're watching the video. It only happens in real life. You have to make those mistakes. You have to get into the situation where it's awkward, where you're saying you don't have an answer. And so it takes time to reinvent that wheel. When we were talking earlier about the Clinique seminar, basically it's all done for you. It's like all those problems have been solved. So now you can absorb it. Now you can actually hit the ground running as opposed to having to gather all that and and sort it out yourself. I actually had a question for you, Tess, because... We give away, when we talk about our last retention course, we give almost all our tips away on our podcast. We've explained all the different things here. But has anyone who's taken their class yet walked in and said, I already know your technique to us, I'm ready to go? No. No. So that means we, you can hear it and you can watch it, but to sit down with an instructor who's going to really get your hands dirty and actually do the work, it's a whole different experience. I think it's very tactile. You're being forced to do it because you might be just intellectually understanding but not really getting the finger, the hands work, the the timing and all that. So that's why I wanted to point that out because I really think that's why training is so practical and so helpful aside from even the networking. I mean, for us, we've met so many people just through our classes that have been mutually beneficial, let alone from many other things. So... Yeah, totally agree. And there's always going to be people that are like, I don't care about any of that. I just want to this. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Good for you. When I do something, I'm so hyper into it that I'm not even just looking at taking the training, but I'm like, what else can I get from getting, you know, so you're talking to like on the spectrum, I'm a 10 of intensity. So I'm not saying <laughs> you have to be at my level. Like, great. I'm never going to shame somebody that's like, I learned on YouTube. I'd be like, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Your clients, are you loving it? Like, yeah. I, like, I'm not here. I'm just saying, you know, if you're the type of person that is ultimately like, what is my space? Where do I want to expand to? How can I get better? I want to grow. Then to me, it's not a question. Don't mm. get on YouTube. Yeah. Get yourself in a training, go out, meet people. No one's coming to you. And by bringing YouTube to you, you're <laughs> essentially doing nothing for your networking and your experience. So, yeah ask yourself where, where you really want to be. And maybe that's a better way to answer the question. Do I take a YouTube training? Do I take an in-person training? Well, what do you really want out of your career? And then decide. Exactly. I mean, I guess you it would, like if you think about universities, you can learn online most of the stuff you get from university. Absolutely. But what is the value of going to university and getting the degree and the networking? I mean, just a side story as I'm thinking of things here. I got turned down for a job. I was just when I was working in the film industry uh, for a, this TV show. And the reason why I got turned down is because the guy who I was competing against was a USC grad and they hired USC grads because the owner was a USC grad. So in the guess family. what? It's in the family. And that's, and now that was never publicly said. The person called me off sure. the record said, I, I can't let you say this publicly, but you were yeah. turned down because you just, you went to San Jose State. <laughs> so, but that I'm said, like, networking is everything. I'm glad it did. They, it turned out they were a horrible company, but it, it saved me a lot of pain and suffering. But anyhow. You're totally right. I mean, you never know what opportunity you can have based, and to my point, like your network, your network yeah. is essentially where you're getting all your opportunities from. Your network is your net worth, wherever the term is. Yeah. 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 (laughs) To me, it's a pretty simple answer to it. And again, I think it's just really asking yourself, what do I want out of my career? And maybe that is taking yourself out of where you're at today and what you're seeing. 
and expanding yourself. What do I really want? I don't know. Take more trainings, get better at this grow. Is it a certain dollar amount? I don't ever think equating your success to a dollar amount is a smart idea. No. Just to plug there. But I think just asking yourself really where you want to go, you'll never know what opportunities come in and what people you'll meet from all of these awesome trainings. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, I can't believe we've I've almost done an hour here. It's flown by and it's yeah. been every conversation with you, Kim, is always so rich. No. Yeah, it's it, we've are very yeah, blessed. Yeah. So intense. I feel like I'm yelling because well, there's a rainstorm here too, which is like the worst. There's literally nowhere I can go to have it be quiet. <laughs> So I feel so bad about the sound. And so I'm yelling and, and also, you know, speaking about things that I'm really passionate about. So people are probably like, man, she is so intense. <laughs> Love it. Girl, so you are on but, fire. But you know, I was going to say, when you talk about your intensity, you have such a nice demeanor about with your intensity. I've never sensed, man, that girl is insanely like almost an annoying level. Like it's always like you have a smile on your face and that's you're, how people love you. And yeah, I think you're just very yeah. personable while maybe being intense. <laughs> okay. Well, I just don't want people to get there. They're like, am I going to take a training and just get yelled at? <laughs> I mean, I, yes. I will definitely make you really excited about your career choice in lashes. And we will fully immerse ourselves in everything you can think of lashes and of course, lash lifts. Yeah. And you can pick my brain about anything you want. I'm an open book. And when it comes to business and all of that, but cool. yeah, I mean, I, I just get so excited when I get to speak about what I love as we all do. So it probably translates in just a lot of excitement. Yeah, no, that's great. Excitement's good. So where can people find out about your classes and are you teaching all the classes or are there multiple teachers right now doing this? I am teaching all the lash lift courses. They are currently on our website listed in, in person. Paul and Tess, I'll send you the link. Okay. You can easily attach it to the episode. Great. But yeah, you'll find all of my lash lift courses in person. I'm working on some stuff for next year that is outside of lash lifting that I'm really excited about as well. Mm. So I'll just leave you on a little bit of a cliffhanger there. Okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so you can find that on our website. I post about it a little bit on social, but you're better off just checking the website yeah. and seeing where we're heading. But And by the yeah, time they listen to the podcast, they may times might have changed a little bit. So yeah. Okay. Check, yeah. check oh, it out. Actually, right after Lashcon, I'm doing a lash lift training. Oh, um, like where? Literally the day after. In here, uh, in LA. In LA. Yeah. Oh. And I'm, yeah, I'm partnering up with Lorena. So anyway. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. So I know with Lashcon coming up, I was like, it would be silly for me not to be doing uh -huh. a training because you literally have like what, twelve hundred. Yeah. Thousand lash oh artists coming. Gosh, I want to do that. Just <laughs> might like want to jump yes, over. Yes, I do. I do want to do that. You're, we're, we're cleaning up. <laughs> well, it's a great excuse for me to be at Kim's. <laughs> that's why she has to go. She's I know. Like, I can't be here to clean I'll up. I'll see you, I'm, Kim. She'll be. <laughs> well, you guys, I think the LashCon platform is so awesome. I think it's such a, I'll say, just neutral space for everybody that has an interest in lashing to come to and fully immerse themselves and. I just think that it's a really cool thing that you guys do. And I'm really excited to be there and um, have our brand be a part of it. Yeah, we're honored. And you've uh, been you've always, always been supported so supportive us and of us. Even before when we had no reason to we support like, us. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. We all start from somewhere, yeah. you know? Like I, we've talked about this. It's, yeah. You have to have good people in your back pocket that, you know, it's, it's not about having a ladder. It's just like we're all here to help each other grow. Yeah. Actually, I remember the one time, I, I thought it was one of the sweetest things you said. I, it was just by Instagram. That's sweetest. It was just very kind. I remember you looked at our page. This was like four years ago, and we had only like 4,000 followers. And you're like, oh, I, I really need to help you. That's not good. You need more followers. <laughs> 
Oh. But the fact that you were willing to like. No, no. Like, it we, it, like, it was like, love. We took no. it as love. Are you kidding? We were like stars in our well, eyes. Well, no, because it, you said we were adding value and you said your page should be seen more because back in those days, we don't do as much, but we were doing posting regular tips and a lot of information. And this now we do it mostly on our podcast. Our Instagram is mostly just a background player for us because Instagram just keeps changing. I'm like, ah, I'm done trying to keep up with Instagram. I'll just do more podcasts. And, and I oh. think our impact's better there anyway, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we could spend hours just talking about Instagram and all that. But anyway, yeah, yeah that's yeah. funny that I, I said that. But the, the funny correlation there is like, I'll talk to people over the years and they're like, yeah, you said this to me one time and it really resonated. With, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that was really like, <laughs> but I, you know, when people say stuff to me so bluntly, because I just, I don't like to play like the reading between the lines thing. Yeah. So I'm always like, oh, thank you so much for telling me that, you mm-hmm. know? And, and so I probably just like, I'm too fast to just say what's on my mind. <laughs> but, but I don't with like the intention of growth. But it was not, no, it was nice. I didn't see it bad at all. I was looking at it like, wow, she just thinks our page is so valuable that more people should be following it. That's a, it, is. It, is. it is. I remember. Yeah. Like I, uh, it's so funny. I mean, you guys have become such a big staple in the industry. Um, I, I mean, I have clients that, uh, come to me and say like that they idolize you. They listen to your wow. podcast. They want to take all of your courses and, um, so, I mean, it's, it's just cool to see that all come full circle. And I'm like, I remember them from like day one, yeah. essentially, you know, so it's, it's really cool. You guys. And I love LashCon and what you're creating. Uh, yeah. We can't wait. It's gonna be a blast. We got a ton of people, tons of brands and lots of fun. And we actually, if I buy time plays, we'll probably be sold out, but I think we, we, we brought back some more tickets online. We had like less than 20 tickets. So you, nice. could, you might, you know, maybe some get guys, lucky. you know, you may get lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Actually, you know, I missed I missed the boat to get my uh, hotel. Oh I, no! I, yeah, I know. So I'm I'm gonna figure it out, you guys. But I, <laughs> I, we I did add <laughs> we did add some. I just yeah. let me give myself a plug here. I'm looking for a roommate. You were the- <laughs> Yeah, reach out to Kim. I'm sure there's a lot of people right now like, oh my goodness, I give Kim as a roommate. That'd be awesome. All right. Very you cool. do not want me as a But yes, anyway. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we know where people can go to find your stuff. I think everyone knows about your Instagram. Well, you want to give them your Instagram handle just so in case no one follows you, they can join you there. Yeah, sure. You can hop over to at Kimber James um, if you want to just see my personal life and my day-to-day in business with my kid. <laughs> <laughs> And then for all of you like way lash junkies, you might not be familiar, but we have a new Instagram page. It's like, I will say new ish page called borboletta.pro. And it is just like a deep dive on, you know, everything from reels, tips and tricks to just like funny lash humor and what we're doing over at Borboletta. So welcome to follow both DM me personally, and I cannot wait to see you at LashCon. All right. Thank you so much, Kim. It's been, it's been awesome. We love you. Yeah. Thanks you guys. All right, guys, that's a wrap. We are done. We are out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share and review and get your virtual ticket today. I mean, you can come live. That'd be great. But virtual tickets still available, so go buy that today. On behalf of my last mush baby, Tusney, as well as our special guest, Kim, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. Remember, you're a friend in the lash industry. <laughs> <laughs>